He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else on today's edition of Hall Access. Joining me via the Laser Hotline, motionless and white frontman Chris Motionless. We're excited for next Tuesday night, the Dark Horizon Tour rolling into Wells Fargo Arena. Also featuring in this moment, Fit for a King and From Ashes to New, in addition to your band. Now that's a hell of a lineup. Yeah, it's... uh pretty stacked i actually um when i saw the full big picture of it i was like wait this is actually this is this is a tour that's going on the road like i i just couldn't believe it and then to play some of the venues that it's going to it's just all around like what what is happening but <laughs> that's a, it's summer so let's go hard you know absolutely the band are out in support of their sixth studio album scoring the end of the world a title that i suppose could be taken any number of ways but i'm fairly certain most would draw the conclusion that this particular snapshot in time chris was largely inspired by all the chaos that we've been through as a people over the past few years oh my god it's uh it's it's kind of been tough or you know was tough to put all of that into uh 12 songs on an album but we uh definitely wanted to really base the album and the lyrics and everything that was just the band at the at the time around exactly like what you said a snapshot in time that we could always kind of look back to and you know who knows in 20 years from now it could be like wow remember what you know what this song was about what we were going through at that time you know that the pandemic's definitely going to leave its mark on people for a long time. And it's, you know, I feel, you know, a, a very uh, appreciative of an opportunity to have gotten to create some, some art around it that, you know, hopefully uh, people will look back on and remember either, you know, for better or worse. What came first, the song or the album's title? Uh, the album's title. Um, we were trying to think of something that felt like what was happening right now. And we were kind of dancing around with soundtrack to the end of the world, but we felt like scoring kind of felt a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more grandiose, a little something that felt like this is us, like putting a film score to what you are visualizing every day in your in your life. And it, it was a really cool concept that we wanted to roll with. I do love the word scoring. I'm glad you brought that up. It, it's got a very symphonic feel to it. You know, it's funny as I... I actually like had to battle with myself being like, will people understand what that means? Like everyone knows soundtrack to the end of the world, what that means, but not everyone knows what scoring or film scoring and everything is. So I, I fought with myself about, it's just a good idea. Am I making a mistake here? But ultimately we went with it and uh, I'm glad we got your blessing on that. <laughs> it's a great title. Uh, really encapsulates a lot of that chaos I alluded to earlier. Being the band's lyricist, is it safe to assume you're the one assigning names to your creations for the most part? Yeah, I usually, I would say like, I don't know, maybe only like 20% of the time will I have a title first. Um, usually the way it works is like, I'll hear the music of a song and then I say, like, okay, what is this song making me feel? What is this music? What story is this music telling me? Or what emotion do I feel? So then I'll start writing the lyrics. And then usually there'll be, like, a line or a moment in the lyrics that's like, that's it. That's, you know, our, our song Masterpiece is a, a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't come out, at, you know, I think we were probably halfway through writing the lyrics. And 
it was like, boom, there it is, masterpiece. That's the title of the song. So, <laughs> but then another song like Werewolf, that was that was ahead of time. So it could go either way. It's interesting because sometimes the lyrics will inspire what the title will ultimately become. But in some cases, I mean. Off the top of my head, Bullet with Butterfly Wings by Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, that has nothing to do with anything he's singing about as far as we can tell. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think some some bands, I mean, even us, sometimes you just have a title that feels like it's iconic. I mean, that, that, that Smashing Pumpkins title is iconic. Yeah. And whether the song was what it was or not, I feel like that's a pretty iconic title. So, like, um, you know, sometimes bands just roll with it and... It is what it is, and people don't think twice about it. Sometimes words just work together, even if they don't seem to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing I took note of right away, Chris, after the album dropped, and it's hard to believe it's been out for over a year now at this point, but um, after the album dropped, this felt like a collection of songs that would translate really well to the live show. Now, I haven't cheated and looked at setlist.fm or anything like that to see what new songs you're playing on this tour thus far, but I do remember getting an early taste of Cyberhex, for example, when you were in Des Moines for the Trinity of Terror last year. How much of the new material are you able to throw down on this tour? You know what's actually uh, really cool about that is we had our first show of the tour in Connecticut a few nights ago. And we thought, you know what, we're, we're doing two tours this year, two headlining slash co-headlining tours. Let's, let's do some older songs or like some middle of the road of, of our career songs. And I felt like there was an absence of like, wow, I feel like people really want some more newer stuff. So the following shows, we threw in some more new ones and you can absolutely tell that there's a much more excitement around it. I mean, it makes sense, but you know you get you get the people all the time they're just like play your old stuff but the new ones have definitely found their way they needed to be in there so i think we have five of them in there well that's cool yeah cyberhex is not one of them so okay compared to what you've seen i think you're going to be seeing an entirely new list of of uh new album tracks there's a certain level of professional satisfaction that comes from presenting new stuff to an audience that may or may not have already heard it. You don't know if they own the album or not, but you, when you get up there and you start singing these songs and you see people mouthing the words back at you, there's no comparison for something like that, I imagine. There is absolutely not. I mean, you can have any amount of things take place at a show that are really cool. I think, you know, when you look down and you see people that are just, feeling the words, they're feeling the music, you know, Masterpiece is a, it's been a really big one for this album cycle. Like there's a, a moment where I don't sing. I just put the, the mic out to the crowd mm. and it's so loud. And it's just like, you're, you're right. It's very, very satisfying, but it's like a, an emotional experience. It's a shared energy experience. It's just really, really cool. And I think, you know, anyone who likes going to live shows knows that that's the biggest best moment of the night every night well i'll tell you what and there was a time where we weren't sure we were ever going to be able to do this communal thing again so yeah. uh, you know thank god we're up there doing it again and excited about the dark horizon tour coming to wells fargo arena next tuesday night chris motionless is my special guest scranton pennsylvania is the place you were raised and to this day still call home it's interesting in the eastern part of your home state musically a lot of what's come out of that region historically has been kind of philly based a lot of r&b a lot of soul was there a lot of that happening where you came from or was there a pretty decent niche of rock on that scene too uh well very i got very lucky and uh i think at the point of time where i was in high school and you know rock and metal were really kind of 
coming into my life, there was a great scene here that really just felt like every other day I could go to a show. Like I've seen Breaking Benjamin in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area, probably 30 times, you know, like they were like the band here that everyone looked up to and that we knew were going to be huge. And then, you know, they blew up and, uh, then you had a hailstorm. There's, there's so much cool rock music that has come from Pennsylvania that we're proud to just help continue on and walk in the footsteps of, of those bands that have paved that way for us. You bet. I mean, for the longest time, it felt like it was basically like Cinderella and then like nobody else. It was like, <laughs> maybe if you consider Hall & Oates uh, rock, I don't know. Yeah, some people might, but in, in my world, you know, Breaking Band was definitely the band that put this area on the map for, for rock music that just, you know, everybody was so excited about. And then there was a ton of, you know, local bands that were similar styled or, or sounded like other bands that were going on at the time. And it really felt like this area was like a super thriving rock and metal. Just, I don't know. Every tours came through here, national tours. It was awesome. Aside from your music and the fantastic live show, I'm a huge fan of you as a person, Chris. I've been in this business for 25 years now. This is actually my first time having the opportunity to interview you, and I feel like you and I are kindred spirits in that we're both in unique positions where we often get to meet and or talk to people we consider personal heroes, and that's never been taken for granted. We're both fans first and haven't lost that over time, which is very cool. Yeah, uh, that's... I love hearing people say that because I feel like it's very easy to to be involved in in this world of things and see you know kind of get jaded by it or just kind of get tired of it and I think from for me and obviously for you it's like every day that you go to work and I say that in quotations (laughs) it it just it feels like you don't know what's going to happen that day and there's an excitement and when you get to go to a festival and watch, you know, a bunch of bands all day, you're going to watch bands that inspired you to be in a band or inspired you to, to, to do what you do. Like, it's just such a great atmosphere to be around. And I love the community of rock and metal. It's just, there's nothing like it. Um, you know, we're about to play incarceration as well. We're about to play here in, in Iowa. And like, no matter where we go, there's something to just kind of marvel at. And I, I just, I don't know. I I can't ever get tired of that. Even if I, even if I was tired of being on stage singing or singing, I would still be involved in this world somehow, because I just want to be a part of it. And it's really great that we share that. Absolutely, man. And I had a feeling we did. No question. Having the chance to collaborate both in studio and on stage, in some cases with some of these heroes, has got to be one of the most satisfying things about this life you've built for yourself. Yeah, you know, there, there's definitely a dual part of it. I think. There's the part that's just you're the starstruck fan that, you know, oh, my God, this band or, you know, oh, my God, Jonathan Davis is singing on one of our songs or holy crap, Breaking Benjamin asked me to come sing with them on stage or, you know, there's there's moments that have been like that throughout the career that makes you feel like, wow, these these bands are supporting the younger up and coming bands that are following in their footsteps. They're realizing that people look up to them and and that they're an icon and i just think that that's such a cool even 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 if it's not bringing up on stage or singing on a song you know being on tour with slipknot and Corey taylor just taking time out of his day 
to come over and sit with you and be like, how are you guys doing today? That's just like, you, you just can't put that into words. And it's such a, like, I don't know, just, you, you, you just have, you, I really can't, I honestly can't put it into words, but very grateful that these heroes of mine, you know, embrace the newer bands with open arms. Not that we're even a newer band anymore, but, uh, you know, they still look at bands that following them and want to be a part of it and want to help out and welcome you in. And I just, I don't know, I think it's amazing. It really makes a difference. And, and, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Corey. He and I have been friends for over 20 years. I mean, he's he's one of the best yeah. in the business. And I can, you know, I, I know what it's like on a personal level, but on a professional level to have somebody like him come in and, and embrace you and sit down and even just have a regular conversation about regular things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're very right. Like it's it's easy to get caught up in promoting the new album and how's the tour going. But like when when all that's said and done, when the, when the record button clicks off and they stick around and they want to carry on the conversation, I've had the pleasure of that with many people I've met, whether it be other bands, programmers, uh, whatever. That's my favorite part of it. And it, yeah, exactly as you said, it's just very very cool to know that you have like a friend in these people that you are also supporting professionally. Uh, you've got a number of other artists who contributed to scoring the end of the world. And then the other side of that coin is having someone like Nita Strauss ask you to be a part of her new album with the song Digital Bullets, which is a great song, by the way. How cool was that experience? Uh, really cool. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't feel like I've done like a lot of guest vocal type stuff in the history of being in the band and uh it felt like for whatever reason this year there was more like back to back of interest of hey like you want to sing on a song but it wasn't like a band asking me it was a an artist like nita who is like someone who creates everything around her being you know a guitar goddess which is so sick and she's an amazing writer and then you kind of get to not just sing with her band, but you're on a, on a record with all these other amazing artists. And it's just great company to be in such a cool, unique experience. It's been really awesome. And that some of the things I've done this year or, you know, throughout last year have been very unique. And, you know, we did the, the WWE, the Rhea Ripley, WWE guest vocal yep. song. And it's just, yeah, the thing with Nita is great. Cause I've always loved to see artists like that, have albums with multiple front men and front women be a part of it that uh you just get to kind of feel like wow like i'm i'm involved in this too i'm with all these great artists this is such a cool opportunity and you mentioned rhea ripley i was going to ask about that too because i had a chance to talk to her a while back and it, i mean it was clear as day how big a fan of yours she is and now to see her as the wwe's current world women's champion i mean you guys have obviously you know become involved musically on that side and wwe is such a mammoth endeavor you know to be a part of that too you're you're probably making a lot of new fans by by exposing your music there too i mean yeah, it's, it's been interesting to try to like figure out that because i feel like the music is it's cool and i feel like people appreciate it but it's actually from what i see on you know social media People just love that we look like each other, <laughs> that we know each other. Like it's it's like fans just want to know that both of us are friends, <laughs> and I, it's you know it's fun 
because you know we are. But what's so funny is we have not actually met yet. Oh wow! Like, yeah, we uh, we were hoping to play uh, at WrestleMania this year, but we were on tour and just wrapping up a tour in Germany with Beartooth, so we couldn't make it. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome to see that both of us fuel each other to kind of just do really cool stuff and and it, like we're so supportive of each other and fans love that and i think that's really cool because you know, there's a lot of hate in the world a lot of people that are not supportive of other people and it's great to see that fans like are you know very into it and see two people that they like and follow in, in two different worlds. For sure. I'll wrap up with this, Chris, and I appreciate your time today, man. This is awesome. Great conversation. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, and I wouldn't say abnormal for me, but uh, I was, you know, not sure what to expect, so I'm glad that it's went in a direction where we get to actually talk about serious stuff. It feels great. Absolutely, man. We're looking forward to having you in town on Tuesday at Wells Fargo Arena. The last thing I want to ask about is uh, I alluded to the fact that uh, scoring the end of the world has been out for over a year at this point, and you mentioned the fact that you're touring you know, pretty much nonstop through 2023. Will the plan then be to get back and write some new material, or do you hope to kind of, you know, do you hope this thing has more legs where you'll get out and tour some more? No, I think you're, you're right. We're going to, we have made the decision like okay we're gonna do summer dark horizon tour we're gonna do the fall um headliner like the true album headliner and then that's it you know we we had a unique situation last year by doing the trinity of terror on three different legs which otherwise would have probably been we would have done our own headliner but here we are we're gonna wrap it up and it's time to get right to the next record we we don't like to sit around where we like to eat or, or like really stretch things too thin. We feel like this fall is a great send off to the album. Let's go make another one and just get right to it. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for the great conversation, Chris, for a first time. You never know what you're going to get, obviously, but uh, you've been very cool as I kind of, you know, had hoped and thought you would be. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you are at the show, let's please uh, say hi and get a pic and chat some more. I will 100% be there, guaranteed. Okay. <laughs> Thanks right. for your time, Chris. Have a great day, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you.